Positivity on the Monday night. Um, today is December the 21st officially. We uh, we got about uh, right at 39 minutes before we have less than 10 days. And you're listening to the Big Scratch Podcast. That's right. Big Scratch Podcast with Cornelius White. I'm your host. I am the podcast originator. I am that guy. Um... Today we're going to talk about more or less just a few things that I got jotted down that you guys might be or may not be interested in, alright? So on the Big Scratch Podcast today, just let you know we got nine days left and for anybody that understands logic, nine days left, uh, there's going to be a lot of people out here who will one attempt to get in your life with nine days left in this year somebody's gonna go hey listen i've been thinking about you like all year you are a lying sack of shit if you've been thinking about me all year in 2020 and you know we had covid motherfuckers dying motherfuckers getting killed and you didn't decide to go fuck it Kill yourself. Don't fucking think about me in 2021. I don't want to know you. I want to know all fresh people in fucking 2021. I do not need old people in 2020 that have had probably the last five years of knowing me go, I was thinking about you. I really wanted you. I think we should be together. Fuck off. Like, straight up. Fuck out of here. We got nine goddamn days left. All I want is new positivity in 2021. That's right. New positivity in 2021. We're going to write that down and we're going to talk about that. Goddamn right. Not even bullshit. I'm writing. You can hear it in the background. 9 out of 10 with this uh, with this app. New positivity in 2021. Alright. Um, I, uh, I got some stuff I want to talk about. But back to 9 days left. Um, there's some crazy people out here, folks. Uh, I don't know who's listening. I don't know who's paying attention. But nine days left, and the government and life and job situation, all of those things kind of twisted into one. Dude, we got a lot of violent motherfuckers out here. I'm just going to be honest. Your ass will get robbed at a gas station here in Houston, Texas. Don't fuck around. Do not. I'm telling you, because everybody's life ain't on your level. You think your shit terrible? Wait till a motherfucker who really ain't got nothing to walk up to you and be like, hey, give me what you ain't got. I know you think you ain't got it, but I know you're going to find whatever I need with this pistol on your back. Give it to me. And nine out of ten, whatever little nest egg you had saved or whatever little... You know, even people like to go, I was just, I just had a little, some crumbs. I had crumbs in my pocket. Yeah, whatever. Give me them crumbs, baby. I need them crumbs. Everything, everything got to go. Do not fuck, do not be a victim. Do not be a victim. I mean, watch yourself. Pay attention to these people. Pay attention to your surroundings. Pay attention to where you're going. Especially women. Especially. Because I got a sister and I got a mom and I got you know what I'm saying? A nephew and brothers, and I, I, I need them to pay attention as well. Cause, man, I'm telling you, 2020 has been one of those years where you just go, I don't know what 2021 looked like, but 
I'm not, I'm most definitely not trying to be on the half-ass end of 2021. That is for sure. Um, got to work out. And I, I, I just say this. Let me say this. Um, I haven't, I, I got to get better at being structured with this podcast because I've only put out one episode and I need, uh, this is the second episode of the Big Scratch podcast. And I need to get better at disciplining myself with sitting down, writing down uh, notations and things of that nature that I'm going to talk about. Um, I have some stuff written down today and I'm proud of myself because I should have did this the other day. I was planning on doing it uh, Saturday. I ended up, tell the truth, I ended up going to the casino Saturday, um, lost some money. Not a lot, just uh, just a little bit, which is enough to be losing. The thing about it is, I won some money in the casino, but being the person that I am, instead of taking what I won, I took some of what I won, which is not good. It's never good. Anytime somebody say I took some of what I won. They ain't take much. They they might have won like six hundred dollars, and if they say they took some, they only want they only walked out with probably about two fifty, about two fifty. Yeah, they don't want to talk about it because it's yeah. I just I just gave some money back, and nine out of ten they won it on like a because this is what I do. This is how I play. I might stick like twenty dollars in the machine. And whatever, and I'm, I'm only playing like a quarter machine, which is only gonna allow me to probably max bet uh, right around three dollars, maybe three fifty, some something of that nature. And I was playing on the two dollars, two fifty, which is yeah, about two fifty slot, and I'm just get, just messing around because I'm at the I, I got twenty dollars and I'm on a road trip. And I was like, I'm just going to hit it and quit it. And man, that thing got to moving, gave me some money. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to take I'm going to take all this home. Cashed out and everything. Had a couple of dollars in my pocket. The next thing I know, I don't know. I was just damn bells get the lighting up. The females get I'm going tell you right now, them waitresses know what they're doing. They be watching. They be walking around. They know goddamn well you don't want no drink. But some kind of way. You ordered one drink on the other side of the goddamn casino, and she figured out where you were, and now all of a sudden she got Mo Jack and Cokes lined up for your motherfucking ass because she seen that that jackpot you hit too. She want to make sure you leave it in here, uh, boy. Just my trials and tribulations. It's the big big scratch podcast you're listening to. Um, moving forward. I know that my recording is going to have noise in the background because I have an air purifier in my room and I have the ceiling fan on. So that's the noise that you're hearing besides the noise that I'm making. Uh, well, and I'm not going to go and find like somebody who knows how to edit, um, I guess I'll say volume, the, the sound because, and then put it on here because plain and simple, um, People want to go, hey, man, I can help you with that, but can you do this and do that? 
And I'm just not really into that right now. I just ain't. Like, if you're going to help show love, just show love. But if you help them showing love and then all of a sudden you want something, it's not really love. It's just you you had a, a an agenda and I'm not really interested in other people's agendas at this moment because Cornelius has rent. On the Big Scratch podcast, we're going to talk about what it really is for Cornelius. And just plain and simple, I'm, I'm really having a situation where positivity really is fucking my life up. I mean, I try to be nice to people. I try to be cool with people. I try to be respectful of others because I was raised that way. I was taught that way. And I think that that's the way things should go. But I'm just being honest, man. Sometimes it does not reciprocate. It doesn't. People will for sure, for sure, show their agenda first and want their agenda to go ahead of yours no, no matter how long they've been doing something no matter how long they think or how good you at or at with your level at doing something and what i mean by that is being a comic or a comedian and you've been doing it for a while and you starting to hustle and you starting to gain a little traction and people will try to reach their hands out to grab hold to you because plain and simple they haven't had success they don't know what success looks like. They don't know. And not knowing makes you curious. But at the same time, your curiosity shouldn't make you a hoe. Yeah. Your curiosity should not make you a hoe. Because you, you'll go over here with what I'm doing and try to figure out what I got going bits and pieces. And then you'll run and take it over to your friends and now all of a sudden you and your friends looking like y'all got me beat with what I'm doing and logically I just I just see people from afar and I'm just learning to go you know it is what it is pop you know what I mean like I'm not gonna sit here and chastise you in public I'm not gonna try to like correct you and make you feel as if I'm somebody that you need to listen to or I'm some sort of authoritative figure. Nah, I just see you for what you are. That's just it. You know what I mean? Like, as a fat dude, I've made it through life protecting my innocence by not lying to myself. I know who's my friends. I know who's not my friends. I hang out in the hood. You know what I mean? Like, real trap cats, you know what I'm saying, and I don't want to say the N-word, but they are who they are, we are who we are, I am one of them, don't be fooled because I'm fat, like, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm logically someone who's comfortable in that surrounding and in that area, so you can't get comfortable unless you, they know you good, or you, you know what I'm saying, you that dude. They're not going to let you just sit and be just because you a fat dude. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to sit and just let you be hanging and shit. Nah. This shit get real, bro. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was just like, bro, I know cats who they don't go to the hospital. Like, no matter what's wrong with them. If they caught coronavirus, them niggas wasn't going because plain and simple, if they catch coronavirus... And they had to go to the hospital and get tested and or if anything of that nature. And yo, they put their social security number in the, in the system. 
and your social security number pings, and the police is standing at your bed, them cats not going to no motherfucking hospital, man. That coronavirus, they just going to eat that hoe. I'm telling you right now, I know at least 20 people that, 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 that just dealt with it. If they had coronavirus or if they had symptoms of anything of that nature, they're not going to the hospital. They're not. So what I mean by that is nothing with flex and nothing to say that's prideful, that's good, because we all know that black men and people of color should be going to the hospital. But what I'm saying is the lives that we live sometimes doesn't doesn't put us in a position to where we can be. Uh, we can be a, a member of society, you know, and everybody's not that person. Let's just be honest. Everybody's not that person. So that's another reason why I say stay safe, pay attention to your surroundings, know who you are, know who you're dealing with, know where you are at all times. It's the Big Scratch Podcast, man. My name is Cornelius White. You guys have been awesome. Keep listening trying to learn how to um, add in sponsorships as well but just gotta keep going just gotta keep going I think I'm just gonna like I'm I'm thinking about adding in sponsors but to add in sponsors you gotta know what you're doing and this is the second episode I've been learning and talking to other people and seeing what they do but at the same time this is all on you, Cornelius. This is yours. The Big Scratch Podcast. It's from scratch, baby. You're going to figure out what it is. And Big Scratch is a real thing because a lot of people don't know where you come from. A lot of people do not understand the the type of dirt poor you survive. I mean... And then on top of dirt poor, to to be dirt poor, survive, and have morals, and to maintain morals is one of those things that a lot of cats can't do. I'm telling you right now, a lot of cats cannot maintain in a city, a large city, come from a small city to a large city. I'm talking small country background to a large city of any, any type. And continue with their morals. Continue with the upbringing that you was you, you you was brought through and you know about. I thank God, and and, and I thank Him for my people, my father, his father, my father's grand, my father's mother, my mother, her mother, her father. My, my mother's mother, my aunties, my uncles, my cousins, my friends, people that I grew up around. I'm thankful for you guys. Um, y'all have no idea how y'all have shaped my mental to the point where I'm in Houston, Texas. I graduated high school out of Mansfield, Louisiana in 2002, and it's the year 2020. 18 years ago I graduated at the same time I'm in Houston, Texas I'm relatively noticed let's say that 
as a comedian here in the city. And I've been doing comedy for the past six years. And I'm telling you, there's some things. I've been in rooms. I've been in places where a lot of people can't maintain their their morals. Just because your friends are doing it. Just because your friends feel this way. Just because your friends say this. just It's a lot of people... They, they, they'll literally denounce their religion because another person goes and pokes holes in the religion. I apologize. You know, it, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. I, I did the religion thing to myself. Like, I, I went and poked holes in religion when I was, what, 17, 14? I really was a kid because I, I I seen things in religion that made me question a lot of things like why we got so many poor people that's out doing bad and hungry but we got a ton of religious people saying the right things and looking the right way but they not helping they not making sure that certain people are at a point to become established they want country like it, it, there are people that want you in your situation whatever it is just to keep you there because i'd rather have you there in your situation complaining to me about your situation and how your struggle is versus you talking to me like you got it or like my situation ain't as good as i want it. don't nobody want to be around nobody that got their shit better than them that's a hard thing to say. And I've been around people who feel as if they have a notch above me. And it sucks to look people in their eyes when they believe in their hearts that, fat boy, you going to do what the fuck I say. You, you my friend. You do what I tell you. And with that, that brings me to my first topic of the day. Which is being a fat friend. Um, yeah, it's it's one of them things, man. You know, you you're you're the fat friend, and a lot of times, as a plus size person, you 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 really wanna attempt to be like friends with other big people. Or people your size, or for me, majority of the people that I was uh, around as a kid were like smaller people, um, and and I hate to say skinny, but they were thinner. Let's just say that they were more athletic. My cousins aren't like skinny cats; they're athletically built. They're muscular guys. Um, I I come from great stock. I have. No excuses for being a fat man other than the fact that I love food and women love me for loving food and cooking. Um, my cousins are athletically built. A lot of my cousins are attractive people. They are. Um, I had one specific cousin that I used to go and follow him because, let's just be honest, I'm going to say this on my podcast. He was my pretty cousin. He was the good-looking cousin, right? Uh, being the good-looking cousin, 
you always have females that are calling you to come by. Um, you always have a group of girls that want you to come by, but not you and your friends. So you can't bring all your friends because a lot of your friends either become like weirdly type individuals when it comes because you don't know who act how in front of females. Let's just be honest. You go to a new house with a, with some new females and you bring some of your homies over and all of a sudden them niggas get to acting weirdly uncomfortable and they ain't nobody fucking. That's what ends up happen, happening. Everybody gets to, to a situation where you bring your homeboy over, he come in and like this nigga is in here like belching or he's in there doing some dumb shit like just overly abrasive you know what I'm saying or overly aggressive touching females and, and like just being weird and you can't take this motherfucker nowhere so my cousin experienced that early in life you know what I mean and he learned early on in life that you can't take other people with you that think they look just as good as you or they think they gonna do more fucking than you motherfucker I set this up you mean you gonna come over here and you gonna dictate or you gonna do something as to you're coming back and I'm not that's what ends up happening my cousin realized that for some odd reason because 9 out of 10 we have older cousins and uncles and they kind of like give game and you know what I'm saying they teach us shit um I learned early that plain and simple listen you the ugly cousin you the fat cousin, you big boy, you, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, if you groom yourself, wash your ass, put some, you know what I'm saying, some some decent smelling, you know what I'm saying, substance on, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times we got body sprays now. We got, like back in the day, we had, um, col- well, we still have cologne. But for us, it was Curve. It was Curve Cologne or Giorgio Armani. Those were the two colognes. Cool Water was a third, but Curve or Giorgio Armani, if I can get one of those two, I'm kidding those two. I'm telling you right now. Um, Curve was one of those colognes. You don't need a lot. You, you learn that early, too, because I'm telling you, this game is, is real. You, being the plus-size friend, the fat friend is a weird thing. Once again, you guys are listening to Big Scratch Podcast, man, and I'm your host, Cornelius White. I know it seems like I'm just rambling, but right now I'm talking about being the, the plus-size friend. Um, talking about my experiences as as a fat boy who had, like, good-looking cousins and good-looking friends. And, like, it's a weird thing to to judge people and judge men. As to who you're hanging with, but we all do it. We do. Uh, we have. You, you grow older, and you you get your own selective group of friends and who you hang with. In my selective group of friends, um, I had probably three good-looking. And I could include myself. I'm not a bad-looking guy. I'm just not. Like I like to say, I'm ugly, so other people can feel comfortable. But we had three good-looking brothers, all right? You got Ro, you got T.Y., and I'll, I'll, I'll give it to Slim. His name's Darren, all right? Um, 
those three cats, you know what I'm saying, my brothers. I've had women, female friends that tell us to come over. And when they say come over, they ask about those guys. Is, is, is T.Y. coming? Is Trey coming? Is, is Buddy coming? Can Buddy can come? Is Roe coming? Or, or, or is Darren coming? I don't see him that often. He's an asshole, but he can come. And there are two of us, well, three, I can say three, um, who wasn't as attractive or as appealing, all right, as those guys. And it's myself, Corey, and I'll go, I'll go D. You know, big D. It's for Mansfield. All right. Um, we all had game. We could talk. We all could communicate with women. We all had the ability to maneuver. Um, I can maneuver by myself without pretty people around. I, or, or more attractive cousins. I got to stop saying pretty people. More attractive cousins around. I can maneuver without them being around and speak and talk to women quite naturally and just fine. And it's because, plain and simple, when you go with your handsome cousins, they force you to talk. Nigga, I'm not putting you in the pussy. I'm just bringing you around the pussy. You got to get in the pussy. That's how that works. As a fat friend, you have to know that rule automatically. Nobody's going to get you some pussy. You got to get the pussy on your own. And me being in this situation all my life, um, there's, like, I'm comfortable with it. Like, I, I like, even for this thing, even if I have, meet a group of guys, right, and I meet a group of people, and I go, you're, you're, you're the decent looking guy in this group. You're supposed to be leading us to finding where the new, or the potentially new, female groups are what are you doing if this guy cannot figure this out right in my mind i can't be related to you i can't associate you as a cousin or a brother or, you know what i mean like my older brother's mentally challenged but he knows how to go get hoes on his own just being honest i think that being the the plus size friend or the fat friend has its perks because of that reason. Because you do hang around like decently looking guys. Because most decent looking guys don't want to hang around other better looking, decent looking guys. Because let's just be honest, somebody gonna get shortchanged and somebody gonna get fucked over. It's just, I'm keeping it real. If everybody in your clique looks great, Right, and everybody in your clique is a, is is like we do. We is somebody gonna fuck somebody over later? Let's just be honest, because the truth is she met y'all together. Nine out of ten, the person she ended up with ain't the person she really was attempting to go for in this in this this group. So logically, your friend may seem as if he's not interested in your bitch, but he'll double back and fuck. That's why, like. A lot of pretty friends, a lot of good-looking friends, I keep saying this shit, a lot of good-looking friends of mine, all right, handsome cousins and shit like that, they try to introduce me to females that they know or that they kind of be like, yo, she cool, she da-da-da-da-da, like, I don't fuck, because in truth, I'm a lion myself, 
I'm a king. If you sit here and put it in front of me and expect me to act as if like I'm happy you fed me, then you're you're, you're subjectively wrong to yourself. Don't get it twisted. I'll fuck if she cool. If she down for fucking, and I'll, I'll fuck. But I'm not finna make her my 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 situation. She's not even like a thought process in, into that. Like the only way that becomes that is if you introduced us and like her cousin or your girlfriend is like this is one of my 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 homegirls and like she cool and like it's just some some like you ain't never met her you don't know her I'll fuck with her then but if you know her and or y'all done hung out a few times and and like you just like I'm just trying to fix you up with somebody this my dude da 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 nah I don't like that. Mm-mm. Because you're trying to put your fat friend with a bitch that may or may not want you so that you can double back because she just fucking with my fat friend. I can fuck. I'm cool. Nah. Not coming to my house, motherfucker. Like, straight up. Oh, man. I, uh, I think that being a fat friend sometimes has its repercussions and its benefits. They're all, they're like, it's all pushed together don't nobody want to take disrespect from the big guy that's a weird thing like as a fat dude if you say no to somebody about something it's insinuated as disrespect if you don't believe me let's take it to the smallest smallest point of view right somebody offer you some need as a fat dude, you can easily say, no, I've eaten or no, I'm not hungry. And you can say it in a way that is not disrespectful. You can say it in a way that is not, I guess you'll say, unattractive. You can be polite as possible and it still comes out as disrespect. It's crazy to me. I've been to plenty of people's houses and they've been like, hey, Corn, hey, Cornelius, you, you hungry? And it's like, no, 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 I just ate. Oh, you just ate? So you can't eat again? Like, my nigga, did you really just say your fat ass gonna eat again? Like, straight up. Like, literally, in front of a crowd of people, you finna be forced to eat another plate. Because somebody has just decided that I need you to eat because you fat and the fat people eating everybody else eating that's all it is and I just nah I just don't appreciate I don't appreciate the fact that when I say no it's not respected if I turn something down if I decide that I don't want to do something if I say no to anything it's completely disrespected by my skinny friends why not it's some shit that your mama say to you when she expecting you to do something and you decide to say no. You know what I mean? Like, your mama expecting you to be able to, to go outside and play and you say, nah, I ain't finna go out there right now. Why not? Well, I just wasn't planning on going. Get your ass out this house. That's the way that makes you feel. But when grown people ask you why not as, a, as an adult and kids are around, a lot of times people go, motherfucker, because I just don't fucking want to. But 
instead of giving that knee-jerk nigga reaction, I just go, because um, I said no. Like, and, and somebody told me, they was like, you soft-spoken. I have to be. And it's not like I have to be because there's a problem. I have to be because of the angry black man stereotypical shit that you end up in because you fucking, you, 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 you try to, to be a man and you try to stand up and say no. Or you try to stand up and you go, I said I'm not doing this or I'm not going or I'm not like it's a weird thing to be a stand up guy without that angry stigmatism that they put on authoritative black men. It's a weird thing. I was in management. I'm just being honest. I was in management. And one of the weirdest things in the world is looking at someone who gets paid to tell multiple people what to do and you correct them as if I'm telling you what to do and you're the fat guy and they look at you like nigga you got your job because of me or I like I want you here it's not because of what you did I want you here so therefore I'll get rid of you shut the fuck up I hate being a fat friend. I do. Once again, we're on the Big Scratch Podcast. It is Monday, December the 21st. I'm telling you guys, we got, what, nine days left? Man, we better better get on it. Um, they got a stimulus package coming. They approved that. The government did. They only gonna give us six hundred dollars for this next stimulus check. I'm appreciative of it because at this moment I need it. I'm on unemployment, goddamn big scratch on unemployment. Trying to figure out a way to not go back to work. I don't know, man. Uh, I worked my ass off for a company. I did what I could for people just to have people go, you're not good enough. You're not the guy we wanted or to even worse. You know what I mean? Because I I got fired behind some bullshit. I got fired on like some, some like you miscount and it was less than like three pieces of something. And the fact that the person that, that fired me had so much like enthusiasm in their there and not, not one person it was two of them it, their voices lets me know that the authoritative the, the authority above them handed down that notation yes he's you can fire fire his black ass and I'm proud of myself because I've never, I haven't looked back. I don't want to look back. I don't give a fuck how they doing. I don't give a fuck what they doing. I don't give a fuck what nobody think. I don't give a fuck how nobody feel. I do not want to, like, I don't even want to mention the, the name of the company. You see what I'm saying? Like, I put in that type of hard work to the point where, I personally thought I would be 
able to become a salesman, a regional manager, or a branch manager. And I know for a fact that they they fired me because I'm just a big nigga who stepped out of place. Um, they just don't want you to tell them what to be doing versus you telling the, the cats in the warehouse. The truck drivers, you can go tell them what the fuck to do. Don't come in here and tell us what to do because we're salesmen. But in truth, salesmen are stupid. Yep. They believe whatever the higher-ups tell them, and they just run with it, man. They just go with it. They don't give a fuck about production. They don't give a fuck about which way the truck was running. They don't give a fuck what was on the truck. They don't give a fuck about how much material y'all really have to pull. They just saying yes to shit. And if that's the case, then somebody needs to be able to go, hey, listen, this isn't this or this isn't that. And we have checks and balances and we should be able to say we're headed in this direction this morning. We shouldn't not go in this direction just to go in this other direction for, I don't know, X amount of dollars when we've kind of sort of put these customers on alert and scheduled it and let these customers know we'll, we'll be there at this specific time we got the truck ready We could, and then all of a sudden the next morning just to show you that you don't run shit and you ain't shit I'm gonna do this just for the fuck of it and that's what happens they come in and they, they tell you no you ain't, you ain't going there this morning that's not don't worry about that we're gonna do this we're gonna do this one today we're gonna go over here today we're gonna go and it's like dude what, what are we doing we got one goddamn truck. This isn't a, a big output situation. This is a small branch. We got one truck. Then we can't have two, three drivers because I apologize. We got two, three drivers and we only got one load going on one truck each time. Then what are, what are we doing? And then we possibly get two loads on, on the truck, but we can't put... Certain loads on on this because of the, because of situations and, and and laws and salesmen don't give a fuck. Being the fat friend and working and management and like learning that people don't give a fuck about what you say. Like, matter of fact, your fat ass got your job just because. I don't think you you per se will attack me. You just fat fat fucker, I can tell you what to do. I tell you what to do. You don't tell me what to do. And it's a it's a weird dynamic that we have to live with and we have to go through because that's just life, man. Um mm-hmm. Got a couple more topics. That sound down that I'm talking about being a fat friend and working in management, and I, I feel low right now. But at the same time, it's it's it's, a, it's one of those things that happen. You can't can't fucking do anything about it. All right. Once again, we're on the uh, big scratch, big scratch podcast. It's episode two. I'm your host, Cornelius White. We're going to pick it up and talk about some some more things that uh, I do, okay? Doubling back. Mm, It's the holiday season. 
doubling back is uh, is a possibility, right? A lot of ladies still single, uh, been ready to mingle all year, and just plain and simple, shit hasn't worked out because of COVID. All you've been meeting is bottom of the barrel type motherfuckers, and the motherfucker you left or you, you, you separated yourself from continues to grow and look damn good. This nigga gonna start doing push-ups, sit-ups, running better. All the little negatives that you was angry about him do no more. Staying out late, he at home now. He in bed early, reading books and shit. All the time y'all was together, he was just wilding, and you just like, man, this motherfucker ain't gonna never get his shit together. Now all of a sudden, he leave me in this. And 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 then all of a sudden you get that 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 one messenger alert, bing. It's him. Oh yeah. Doubling back. Doubling back is, is a is a weird thing for me because a lot of your exes they tend to hate you. They tend to go fuck that motherfucker. He ain't shit. This person ain't this. Or she ain't that. Or da, da 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 da. When I leave you, bitch, I ain't never coming back. All that. But when you get with somebody else, and that new person can't cook as well, she or he does not give fellatio as good. Their sexual. Um. Their, 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 their sex game is, is is what we would call in the South trash. Yes, indeed. Mm. That's one thing a fat dude like myself, big boys, we like. I do not play with that. I don't like. I can't tolerate trash at the sex game. I can't. Like at a point, we both know. We both like if we can't fuck but once a night. Like when we do have sex, like. All we got is just one good time and that's it. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I ain't that guy. Ain't gonna, nah. I got him sleeping here. I went now. You gonna have me sleep. We gonna, we gonna be on some porno shit. I wanna skeet. Skeet, skeet, skeet. I wanna skeet. I wanna be, I don't know, oh, I bust a nut. She sleep. Nah. More bitches get pregnant on half-ass nuts than anything. You gotta be damn. If you get pregnant off me, bitch, I I want to be like I skied it in her. I, there wasn't no question. Wasn't no question. I know I nutted in her. Motherfuckers be out here with some with some with some half-ass. I barely bust. Like I forced the nut, and now she pregnant. Type shit. I'm not. No. Mm-hmm. I know when I have me a kid, that motherfucker gonna be a superstar because he gonna be like, I'm. He ain't gonna be like, but he gonna know that nigga, your daddy shot you in that motherfucker. I put you in there, goddamn it. One though, you drew you like it was some 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 hum pussy. She just giving you some hum pussy, just, huh? Get this, come on, huh? Come on, I got something to do, huh? Come on, uh. Uh-uh. No, no hood pussy. No. My son should not, or daughter should not come in this world from some hung pussy. She just hung you some pussy, and now you trapped with this bitch for the next 13, 13 to 18 years of your motherfucking life. Or 18 to 21 years. I don't know where I got 13 from. I was 
practicing on being a deadbeat nigga early. <laughs> so, just, just one of them things, man, is just doubling back. Uh, I hate dating new bitches and another nigga done double back and she ain't really really done with the nigga, but you know what I'm saying? She got me in the corner like, bitch, don't have me over here looking like motherfucking Willie Fufu and this nigga trying to double back and you cool with it. Then on top of that, you don't want to be the nigga trying to double back and she got a dude and she enticing you with the doubling back and she over here sucking and fucking. And it's like, bitch, trying to double back and you over here handling your business with another nigga and got me thinking that we may possibly be cool enough to double back with him. It's like... It's my fault, because I shouldn't be doubling back. I should be moving forward. It is my fault. I can say that. On the Big Scratch Podcast, my name is Cornelius White, and I'm being honest. It's my fault. I had a couple of topics that I want to hit on, and I'm just start hitting on a couple of these topics, man. People pretending they friends with you. That's something that I got written down here. Um... I've had this a lot because I talk about positivity and being positive and a lot of people don't fuck with positivity. They don't. A lot of people don't fuck with a fat dude that's positive because in their mind, like, what the fuck do you have to be positive about? And my thought process is plain and simple. Bitch, we here. We're alive. Let's take it for everything it's worth. We are alive. Let's be thoughtful, let's be fruitful, let's be happy, let's be positive. Listen, I'm not going to hold nobody back on something that I can give them for free, especially when, and if you look better than me because I gave it to you for free, and then if you look at me with some judgmental shit, then likely, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to feel a certain way about it, but at the same time, I gave it to you. Don't block your blessings trying to, to not give somebody something that God gave to you to give to them. Turn it loose. You know what I mean? Like, people will pretend to be your friend to get stuff, but at the same time, why are you upset that they're pretending? Let let them, allow them to pretend. Because when the truth comes out and you pretending this whole time, I appreciate you, brother. It makes it better for me because I know what I was did, I was doing it out of generosity. And this game is, is difficult because people use word of mouth and people are are like subjected to he say, she say shit all the time, but I just don't want to be a whole ass nigga. That's just it. Like, I, I know cats in this specific city right now that look at me as if I'm trying to outshine them or overstep or something of the nature. They may not never say it, but you can see it. You can see how they treat you. You can see it how they how they how they approach you, how they do things with you. You can see it in that nature. And at the same time, it's like, well, if that's how you felt about me, if that's how you really, really feel then do us a favor. Let's stay. Let's stay away from each other. Let's not sit here and pretend like we're gonna be the best of friends and have the best of times. And I know you. 
you know me, and we're in pictures. Like, I, I'm starting to hate pictures, too, because a lot of these motherfuckers use that shit as if to go, we took pictures together, we good, we friends. Like, thank you, nah. You ain't never put no bread in my pocket. We ain't never worked together. We don't work together. We don't do shit. We don't really know each other. How are we, how are we good? That's my question. I got a cat right now. Like, I'm shooting videos with my partner, Eric Green. He's another comedian here in the city of Houston. And I got a cat who told me, I won't say his name, but he told me that he was interested in shooting. This person is well known in another city not far from here. This person actually is is a good comic. He's, he's funny. Um, not going to sit here and make it like he's like the funniest cat in the world or anything of that nature. But he, he's quirky. He's funny. He's a cool cat. But at the same time, this business aspect makes me look at this person like, I see you, brother. I, like, I see the change. The tone in your voice, the way you act when certain people are around, especially if it's certain people of your race or of your, I get, yeah, just say race because so it's, it's a white comic. And when other white comics that specifically I know that I've never really worked with, and don't plan on working with and or they are like flunkies to another comic they tend to act as if they're that comic so therefore I'm going to act as if I control this I am this I and for me I'm just like you know that's cool brother that is that is you know what I mean but I need you to know something that comic's getting like help with writing this material because I've been around that comment and I need you to understand something I don't get no help and I'm in the same stratosphere as that comment you acting as if that comic is something over anybody else you fucked up I'm just being honest you probably should go ahead and take the time and get it, get some shit figured out for yourself versus trying to tell another comic he's better than other comics and or booking and or doing what you have to do to try to seem seemingly look as if you're that guy's guy because if that guy drops you off then what or if you decide that everything that this guy says is law and you 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 just maintain all of his his rules and guidances and you spend the next three years basically cock holstering for this person every time he say something everywhere he go everywhere he do you gotta be with this person or you gotta be in the same situation with that person I need you to understand you don't have shit for yourself everything that you come from comes off another motherfucker and you telling me that I'm not your friend because I tell you this? Or you telling me that I'm an asshole for saying it out loud? Or you telling me that I'm the bad guy because I don't kiss your friend's ass because your friend's not worthy of ass kissing? 
It's just plain and simple. You can't sit here and make somebody go, this person's great, this person's awesome, this person's amazing, when they're not. This is it. This is it. Like, there's nothing about that person that makes you want to go, I'm finna go to that person's next show. I'm gonna go support that person. I'm no everything about that person shows you and says that person is scheming like a motherfucker. He's scheming, he's skeevy, and he'll take every fucking dime he got from you. He can get from you. And to me, if that's how you are with your shit, then that's the way you be. But I don't want you over here pretending to be my friend. Don't pretend to be my friend. I want my friends to be up front 110% right off the bat. Tell me to my fucking face. If I want to punch you in your motherfucking face for some shit you said, then that's on me. Nine out of ten, I got to check me about that. I got to figure out why am I angry because you said some shit that you felt like should have been said. But everybody don't have them friends. Everybody don't want them friends. People want friends who just sit around and pretend that everything's fine. Yeah, we we just gonna kiss each other's ass in this bitch. Not doing that. Sorry. Who fuck wanna sit around with friends? Excuse me. I'm, but who wants to sit around with friends that you can't tell your friend he's a fuck up? Who wants to do that? We friends. You're not friends. You just a, you you you're just a person that I put in a position that I, honestly, if you flake or say something, I could replace you. That's what that is. We're not friends. Yeah, you you ride in my car. Yeah, you done came to my house. Yeah, my girlfriend's. Be, but how does your girlfriend treat me when you're not around? That's a real question. How does your girlfriend look at me? When her friends are around and you not around. You see what I'm saying? Does she treat me like a brother or does she treat me like a nigga you know? Does she respect me as a friend, as a brother? Or does she respect me as an associate that you do business with that comes over from time to time? And she's sick of your motherfucking ass. This is the types of things that you have to deal with with being a friend. And people pretending to be friends because my bitch gonna act the way I tell her to act. That's right. That's like people with kids. When people say, oh, I was at so-and-so house and their kids were so disrespectful and da-da-da-da. What did they say to them kids when they was being disrespectful? If they said nothing, then plain and simple, they feel the way those kids feel and they don't care. You can leave. Like, I've been at people's houses where their kids got disrespectful and I left not dealing with this. You can't control your children. I know if your kids say anything to me, your wife is waiting. You're waiting. So therefore, if you're waiting, your wife is waiting, and your kids done already said something, let me go and get the fuck out of here. Why am I pretending to be somebody's friend who doesn't like me? This is a real situation, man. It's crazy because a lot of... I'm, I'm just saying, a lot of comics are, are pretending to be friends. They'll pretend to be your friend until you give them what they need and or won't. Then all of a sudden, your friend is using you as a springboard to something else that he wants. That's what your friend does. It's crazy.
Okay. Say I got about five more minutes left on this uh, podcast. I've been recording for about 55 minutes. That's right. Big Scratch Podcast, Episode 2. Today is Monday, December the 21st. Um, It's actually flowing over into Tuesday, December the 22nd. But you're still listening to the Big Scratch Podcast. My name is Cornelius White. I am your host for this individual podcast segment. Thank you guys for listening. I'm going to continue to write down topics and continue to have more and deeper thoughts and thought processes. And the things that I actually wrote down today on my list, I didn't get to everything. So which means that I actually started off my show pretty good with having just the the first 20 minutes talking about the nine days left. Um, All right, all I got left now is uh, okay. all right. I don't have that much left. I could, um, I could, I can allow that. Um, if you hear the squeaking noises in the background, that's my neighbors upstairs. They decided to get up and start fucking because I'm doing a podcast, and yeah. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. It's the Big Scratch Podcast. I wish I had somebody here to start fucking and, you know what I'm saying, we could be in competition. I I will stroke for stroke with these motherfuckers. They don't know me. Once again, my name is Cornelius White. Thank y'all for listening. It's been an awesome night. Y'all have a great night.